Shelly Luther will spend the next week in jail. Now that you're one salon owner in North Texas, well, she learned that the hard way. And a hair salon owner who had also opened up her store has been jailed. Luther tore up the citation to the cheer of the crowd. But in Dallas, salon, salon owner Shelly Luther faced seven days in jail for... So your client is in jail right now? But yesterday, a woman by the name, and I want you to remember this name, a woman by the name of Shelly Luther in Texas. We don't support the random jailing of, for example, the woman who's now a household name, Shelly Luther. I thought it was terrible. I thought he was a terrible judge. The, the prisoner would like to speak a word. You need to apologize. What were you thinking when he said he, you need to apologize to the politicians? I was like, what? So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salons. They're putting this woman in jail because she's trying to feed her kids. The whole thing is screwed up. Well, I'm, I'm proud to stand with Shelly Luther, and I'll tell you what happened to her was wrong. Yeah. I'm not anyone special. I just know that I have rights. You have rights to feed your children and make income. And anyone that wants to take away those rights is wrong. We only had people in Washington, D.C. who had half the guts of this patriot play Shelley Luther. Hi, I'm Shelley Luther, owner of Salon a la Mode. My life changed dramatically as the coronavirus scare swept the nation, closing small businesses. I was forced to make a choice, lose my home or stand up against executive orders and just open my business. In that defining moment, my life changed forever. During my journey, I've met many other people like myself that have had to make critical decisions at crucial moments in their lives. These ordinary people have chosen to do extraordinary things, making changes in the world for the greater good. These modern day heroes never sought fame or recognition for their actions. They were simply presented with a situation that required them to reach down deep inside and act with strength, courage, and faith. Their stories deserve to be heard. And that's why I'm excited to bring these ordinary people with life-changing stories to you on my show, Courage to Stand. Please help me welcome Mr. Craig Sawyer. How are you? I'm well, Shelly. Thank you for having me Oh on my the gosh, show. thank you for coming. It's such an honor. Um, I'm just reading all the background on you. I, I don't even know if there's enough time in the show to explain all of the titles and all of the things that you have done before your big courageous move into what we're gonna talk about in the second segment. But could you please explain to people what you did, what you've done in your life, some big uh, achievements? Yes, ma'am. Well, I guess I, I didn't wanna be bored. So I, <laughs> I went for my dreams. I, I came from a loving family, so I just, I didn't know any better. So I went for my boyhood dreams and I wanted to do things. So I went after them and, uh, you know, played high school football and all that Southern Texas. And mm -hmm. then I went off to the Marine Corps when the first oil recession hit in Houston, which is where we were from and, uh, went in to go into force recon and they didn't have any financial backing or mission back then in the early eighties. Mm -hmm. So they said, you should have gone to the SEAL team, Craig, if you wanted to do like really hardcore special operations missions and mm -hmm. i said well yeah that's why i came in he said you should have gone to the navy so i worked my way out of the marine corps and into the navy and did um, 13 years in the navy as a navy seal and got picked up for dev grew after combat action and Desert let's just Storm. stop there though just being a navy seal 
we've seen a little bit of background. We've been to some events where, you know, a SEAL would kind of show some of the grueling training or most people don't even make it through that training. It's grueling and, and it takes a very specific type of person to even be a part of that team. Wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, and the, and the training is hard for a reason, though. It's not it's not random. It's very scientifically conceived, and it's it's that way out of practical necessity. The mission is very difficult. The mission will kill you, mm -hmm. uh, even without the enemy in it. They're, they're just the, the commute to work, so to speak. We're not driving in a Mercedes with a lot. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're yeah. jumping at 35,000 feet, you know, with 120-pound with rucksacks and, and a lot of equipment, and you have to get really proficient in adverse conditions. And so, yeah, it's, it's a rough job. So, buds, the training is is meant to prepare you for that and then to win the fight once you get there in enemy territory. So it's an extraordinary life. Yeah. It's a it's a hard experience, but it's one that really shapes your determination. And I think that's mm -hmm. what I really appreciate most is that overachiever culture and working with peers to your left and right that are just mm -hmm. crushing whatever tasks are given to them. And that becomes your culture, but in who you are and how you approach I love that. Adversity and challenge. I love it. it and you didn't know that it was preparing you for your next chapter in your life when you were going through all of these things. I had no idea. And I think it's, it's better that way, that we don't know <laughs> one stepping stone from the next in life of what it's preparing for us and what may be ahead. Or we may quit. Yeah, right? Or we may not go true. there. Or maybe or I, I don't want to do that. Way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what happened next after Navy SEALs? Navy SEALs, uh, well, Mama said we got baby on board. Oh, and, yay. Uh, so I... I worked my way into federal law enforcement from the military mm -hmm. and did five years as a fed there and ended up managing 210 agents there for a while in Vegas. And then I did 10 years of high threat mobile security in the war zones, protecting our diplomats and intelligence community officials wow. in the war zone so that they can conduct their U.S. official U.S. business there without ending up on the evening news and on Al Jazeera. And right. Yeah, Coast, no, right? <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't want, want that. that. So. <laughs> Uh, that was good. I met a lot of important, powerful people there and some that I really, really respected and became friends with. And so I did. I, I came home from the war zones to try to be there more to raise my my children because mm -hmm. it's not healthy that they grow up without daddy around. Right. I was trying to provide for them. But, yeah, I was providing financially, but I was gone too much in order to do that. So I mm -hmm. said, I'll, I'll stay home. Mm -hmm. and do it. I'll just do a little film and television. Well, I ended up over in South Africa running counter-poacher operations. I'm like, I'm still wow. getting it all wrong. <laughs> oh, my kids are still out. You know, me. we talked about this before the show, and, and me being a daughter of a master gunnery sergeant in the Marines, it's tough. Um, not just on you. You want to see your kids. You want to see your wife. Um, but as a child, I don't have tons of memories like most people have of yeah. your dad. I, I do remember him checking us into different schools because we moved so many times and things like that. But um, we owe a lot to our military families, you know, almost just as much as we do the heroes that go and fight for us. Definitely. It is a sacrifice. Yeah. You live without that husband or father or mother when they are in service because they, mm -hmm. they, they have to leave their yeah. families in order to do that. So, yeah, thank you for doing yeah. that, And by thanks the way. to all the families who, who uh, I don't want to say suffer through it, but make that service and sacrifice as well, because it is. Yeah, they know what they're doing. When they get married, they, they're signing up for that. And yeah. it's, it's a major sacrifice. Yes, so you went to poaching. 
illegal Counter poaching. Counter stopping the poachers from wiping out the last of the endangered rhinos. 50 million year old species and they were killing them as fast as they could. They still are. For what is it? Their the, horn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a and misnomer. It. They it's it's a black market item. They think it cures the common cold and cancer and works like a, an aphrodisiac. They think it does everything. So and they kill it. They'll leave the whole body there and just yes, take the horn. Yep. Total waste. Tragic. Tragic. So what did you do? To, how did you you just um... we contracted out through a firm that protects private reserves adjacent to the Kruger National Reserve and huge plots of land with a lot of the common animals from the Kruger. A lot of the fences are down. Mm -hmm. And we find out when and where the poachers are going to come in and try to kill the animals and we interdict them in the field. It's almost what them. you do now. It's a, in a way, I mean, a, a predator's a predator, right? Wow. And okay, so what happened guy. next? So. I mean, as if that I, wasn't enough. What I else? Was, so I was, <laughs> I was working on different firearms related television shows due to my military spec ops background. And a friend of mine let me know. He's from the same area of just north of Houston that I'm from. And he had done some time in the intelligence community. And he was explaining to me, Craig, the area that we grew up is the epicenter of child sex trafficking in the United States. And I was like, well, what, what are we talking about? And he was explaining to me scenarios of children that are kept in dog kennels and brought out of the dog kennel only to be abused and either beaten or raped and put back in. And I thought, my God, what, what country are we living in right. where this has become a big thing? Right. And you're saying you were in Houston and that's happening right under your nose. Yes, ma'am. It's happening right under all of our noses. And we don't know it. And look, knowledge is power. If, mm -hmm. if you love someone, you want to empower them. I'm, I'm sure your daddy being mm -hmm. the master guns that he was, <laughs> he was teaching you some things and probably um, maybe a tough dad, but try to, to, in order to try to prepare you for things that you may come across because he wanted you to be safe, right? Right. Daddy's and and but me at the time, if I'm a teenager, my dad doesn't know anything. <laughs> my parents okay. know nothing. That's a different dynamic, yeah. though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like I, my kids today, they, I mean, I think they think that uh, we know nothing. But, I mean, I got to 47 years of age by chance, I guess. Right. I must know nothing. Right. <laughs> but we do want to protect those that we love. Absolutely. And I realize that the American people are not aware of this problem. They're not aware of how horrific it is, how abusive, how pervasive it is. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the biggest thing that I could do to counter it would be to compromise the enemy's mission, to rip away the lid of secrecy and shine the light on this rancid cesspool of abuse and trafficking of God's most precious and innocent mm -hmm. so that we all could see it and go, oh, okay, that's bad. Yeah. We're not on board with that. We're not going to vote to allow that anymore. In fact, right. we're going to get busy voting against it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to demand that our elected officials and our judges and our district attorneys represent us at driving this wicked abuse from our nation. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really have to do. So what I'm doing, I chose very strategically the, the method at which I was going to counter this. I could only do so much with belt-fed machine guns and rockets, right? I'm not in a war zone. <laughs> right. It's a little bit more it. intricate than that and a little bit more... It's um, a different type of fight. I wasn't right. trained to address this type of warfare in the military. Right. And some of the investigators that had been involved in the raids and recoveries of the children said, Craig, 
at the innermost core of this, it is a clash between good and evil. It's a spiritual attack on God's most precious and innocent. They right. torture the children specifically as like an up yours to God because th some of these people are, they, they worship ancient gods like Moloch and, and Baal who apparently they feel like they're supposed to Sacrifice do horrific, this child. horrific things to children and get brownie points from the dark side. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. this is a bunch of crazy, wild lunacy, but learning that it's factual reality, I'm like, okay, well then I'm going to have to fight this. But mm -hmm. the, the investigator said, well, your badge and gun really won't matter in this you, unless you understand the nature of the conflict. It is good versus evil. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Well, this is a cultural thing. We've been conditioned to allow this to be normalized. So now we need to be educated and exposed to the reality so that we can stand up and say, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to condition us to lay down and call mm -hmm. this normal. It's, it's horrific, it's abusive, and it's mm -hmm. not okay. Do you think most people in the United States turn a blind eye to something that they almost in denial that it's there or... Um, unless it ha specifically happens to them or they have physically seen it themselves, they don't think it's really there? Yes, ma'am, 100%. That's human nature. And that's why I'm so appreciative of those like you who have the moral courage to stand up and speak out when it's not popular anymore. Right. When all those with the, the, the biggest billions and trillions of dollars that control so much of our society are against exposing the truth and standing up for what's mm -hmm. genuinely right and in mm -hmm. the people's best interest. It's those who have the moral courage that are our present day warriors. Mm -hmm. Belt fed machine guns and rockets are of no use in this kind of a culture war. Right. It's moral courage is the, is the modern weapon mm -hmm. of the right fighter. My wife calls what, what people right do fighter, that yeah. Yeah, we're right fighters. It's and, like we have nothing to lose because it's what, what we're fighting for is so much more important. Nothing else matters. Yes, ma'am. Do you feel like some of those people in with that do have all the billions of dollars? Do you think they're behind some of it? Some oh, they of are. It? They are. Look at uh, Jeffrey Epstein mm -hmm. and Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. Who are their clientele? Who are they catering to? Exactly. Okay. And what was going on with it, with the stem cells and with the other beyond the sexual perversion, there was more to that story that hasn't come out to the, to oh, the American yeah. public yet. Oh, yeah. And, and it seems like the media kind of tries to bury that. Um, they, the media does not help us at all when it comes to things like this, because they don't tell us these things so we could be educated and actually do something about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why the, the hostility seems so tangible to me because I realize knowledge is power and the deliberate deceit of the American people is an attack in my mind. I, I see that. I realize what's behind it. Mm -hmm. Some people think that I'm, I can't believe you say some of those things on a microphone. And again, I say, I can't believe you don't because you're sitting having a conversation, not you specifically, but others, you're sitting having the conversation. You agree with what I say. You're saying the same things as me, but you won't get on a platform and say, this is wrong. It needs to stop. And we need more people like you, of course, so we can stop these bad things from happening. You guys, we will have Craig Sawyer right back after this, and we're going to explain exactly what he does to fight off this nasty, I don't even know what you want to, it's disgusting child sex trafficking going on right underneath our noses. We'll be right back.
The following are sponsors for today's show. If you'd like to become a sponsor, please visit us at CourageToStand.com. Amy Autry authors customized health insurance options. She's licensed and appointed with multiple health insurance and health share companies, so she can review all your health insurance needs, advise, enroll, and support you ongoing with your policy. Amy has over six years of experience as a health insurance broker to save you time and money in shopping and enrolling in a customized health plan that fits your needs and budget. Her services are free, so give her a call at 817-809-4409. That's Amy Autry at 817-809-4409. Looking to buy or sell real estate in North Texas? The Neal team with Better Homes and Gardens Wine-Ins specialize in residential and farm and ranch properties. Call our friends Donnie and Darla at 903-744-5475 or email neal at wineinsbhg.com. Just one call, and as Donnie says, the pretty blonde and the ugly cowboy can put the power of two to work for you. Your journey starts here. Again, Donnie and Darla Neal at 903-744-5475. Hi, everyone. We're back with Craig Sawyer. He's talking about um, his very interesting life uh, that he had in the Navy SEALs and the Marine Corps uh, stopping the poaching of animals and all of these other things that has led him into the fight against sex trafficking. Please tell us more about, you were talking to your friend in Houston, you realized that right under your nose, all of this was happening. What are your next steps and what are you thinking, having children of your own? Yeah, well, it was such an affront to me, such a, a perception. I could feel the attack on my hometown, my turf, where I grew up going to school and working and all my family lived, I, I was not okay with it. It seemed so, it felt so hostile, mm -hmm. what I was hearing described to me. And so I realized that exposing the enemy's covert operation was the biggest thing that I could do. Mm -hmm. Coming from a covert background, you don't want to get compromised, have your mission found out by the locals because now they're all hunting you mm -hmm. instead of you doing what you're there to do. So I'm like, that's the dynamic that I need to create. I need to ignite 100 or 320 million Americans to stand up and say, oh, no way, this is not going to stand. And we're going to we're going to demand that our elected officials drive this. We're going to change legislation. We want harsher penalties against the predators, stronger education and safety for the children. Let's change this. Mm -hmm. Let's turn this back around the way that it always should have been. And I realized a documentary, a high quality documentary was the best first shot of this war for me. This is your defining moment to where you feel personally attacked by this, even though it hasn't happened to you. Do you think God chose you for this? Do you think all your preparation before this, you thought at, at the time you were doing what you were supposed to, to do, that was your life. Now that you look back as a defining moment. I absolutely do. And not to try to sound some more spiritual than anybody else, or more important than anybody else. It's humbling for me to go think you, you had all this in mind. Mm -hmm. And I finally Way feel like I'm supposed, yeah. what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing, it's this, yeah. this all of this led and up to And all this. my friends and family said, Craig, look at you, you were born for this. This is what your whole life has led, led up to. I, I just got goosebumps because yeah, it like, gives me chills. 
Tell, so tell us, uh, because I watched yeah. your movie last night. Contra Land is the name of his movie. You can find it on, we watched it on YouTube last night. I don't know, it's, can we find it anywhere else? Yeah, it's on uh, its own website as well, ContraLandMovie.com. ContraLandMovie.com, if you want to check it, you have to check it out. It's not super long, but there were several times that Tim and I were watching this movie, and I don't get shocked very easily. Our jaws were like this. I cannot believe this is happening. And you know what's even greater about it? My daughter was doing her homework, who's 17 in high school, sitting right next to us. Oh, wow. Who thinks she wants to, you know, be talking to a 25-year-old? And she could feel, like, I could feel the burn in her body of, of like, oh, my gosh. After watching this, after seeing your daughter, Aspen, on the show, who's absolutely courageous as well. Please tell us more about that because you guys have got to watch this. It is something unreal. Well, we wanted to empower the populace with the factual reality of what's going on, the nature of the threat. Here's what's happening out there. So we brought in experts that have been dealing with it, that know what's going on, like um, Bob Hamer that went inside of NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. That was crazy. He went undercover in the FBI into NAMBLA, got eight convictions on their senior predators there. American this hero. This is a group that meets and they discuss what they would do to infants and small children and think it's okay. And we don't know how many people in the Senate and Congress may be members of this pedophile organization. They actually have lobbyists and they're pretty well funded. And it, it just turns my stomach to think that this is an allowed group. In fact, they're, they're trying to normalize raping small boys. Well, we have the cancel culture where they, we can't even watch, like Mr. Potato Head can't even be Mr. anymore. And I mean, just these stupid things. But then you have groups like that that are okay. What is wrong with our world today? It's crazy. Yeah, it's part of the ideological subversion that KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov warned us about back in the 70s and 80s. It's straight out of the communist playbook, break down the culture and destroy the, the Americans' ad adhesion, their faith, their, their unity, their patriotism, and divide them and demoralize them and soften up the United States for a communist takeover and lead in with socialism. Democratic socialism, it's for a little guy. Oh, and gosh. then, boom, communism always follows. Mm -hmm. So it's really about that. They've been hammering on us and programming our, our, our populace for Which people don't now. realize... I mean, I, don't, I haven't spoken to you about politics or anything, but you could not be more for the little guy than uh, anyone. It? Like, right. And when, when I stood up and I went to, it was for small business owners. We're the little guy. And so that's why I don't understand that dynamic there. But let's get back more into the movie. Um, it gives actual, actual footage of these creeps coming in and they are wanting service service from a 12 year old girl and like no big deal i found her on an ad um i'm gonna pay a hundred dollars to have this girl for 30 minutes my jaw's on the ground and it's actual footage of you arresting or your team arresting these guys yeah we put out one ad on back page at the time and in 30 days there were 5,000 local responses in a nice area in connecticut to that, that one ad. So it demonstrates the pervasiveness of this type of predation mm -hmm. and that it's not somewhere else. It's not another country. It's not someone else's problem. Mm -hmm. And it's not someone else's children who are being targeted. It's yours and mine. Mm -hmm. And nobody is But there are some parents that 
There are some parents that are actually selling their children as well. There are, sadly. And I thought, even, even myself, I, I thought that that was primarily a third world type of thing out of desperation. Right. But there are a lot of drug addicts and people who are just sick in their minds right here in the United States that do offer their children up for rape by full-grown men for cash or drugs. And I just, I can't. This is young boys, too. Yes. Young boys, are, it's not just the young girls, young boys. Yes. Um, and there's things, I mean, we saw in your movies, I mean, things happening to, like, 18-month-old babies. There doesn't what? seem to be any limit to the depravity and the callousness of what these people do. I just don't, I don't know how anyone can accept being a part of that and being in the, in the room when a child's being treated that way, you know. So, so I fight. And, and uh, the documentary was job one. We run the operations with federal and local law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And we arrest the predators. And we only, we only really bring them to us once they've completely incriminated themselves to where. Uh, and we will usually have the district attorney and prosecuting attorneys right with us so that we are. Oh, no, know. they were dead in the water. They're like, I mean, yeah. they, they admitted why they were there. They had already paid the money. And they're like, you know, let's just get it going and it's so just like and these are normal people walking around with normal jobs one of them was like an army recruiter i saw um one was an active duty federal law enforcement agent yes and one guy that worked i think for like the irs or something but it's yep. like came in in a suit and tie one brought the girl the 12 year old a birthday cake to try they try to groom can you explain to us the grooming process well, the grooming is is it's almost like a perverse sort of dating only the child doesn't have a choice. And the predator believes that by softening up his target, he can coax the, the, the victim into cooperating with his sexual ad advances, his abuses. And when kids like, like mine are online and you're not watching what they're doing, because I saw in your wife, you and your wife at the end pleading, you're, it doesn't matter if your kids think you're cool. Your job is to protect them. Yeah. And they don't know. They think they know everything, but they don't know when someone is doing things to try to pull you, like they're distancing you from your parents and making your parents the enemy. That's part of the grooming process as well. And, you know, the children don't know. And we've got the rest of, of our lives to be friends with our children. Right. But we've got 18 years to be their parents. Yes. And we have to get in there and find out what's going on on their phones, who's stalking them, who's, who are they interacting with? Because a lot of times they think it's another child their age mm -hmm. and all too often it's a full-grown predator setting them up for harm. And so we've got to find out what's going on in their phones. We've got to let them know about apps that will surreptitiously video the child so the 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 light's not on they don't know that the video of the camera's on but it's taking covert video of them mm -hmm. that the predator's selling online or so, doing, who knows what he's i saw doing. thousands of pictures they sell to each other online and some of these apps will geolocate your child so the predator knows exactly what neighborhood which house and even what room in the house your child is on your child may just be playing on a TikTok or something like that thinking if they're playing with another child and they have no concept, no idea of the danger lurking right outside or, or that they're vectoring a predator into your home. Mm -hmm. So we cannot tell you how important it is to check 
every device your child has. Look through their phone, look through their car, look through their backpack. You are responsible for them. You have to look through everything and you're not being a bad person by doing that. You're being a loving and caring person to Absolutely. ensure their They'll safety. They'll thank you later for that. Look, I had to get and brush my little kid's teeth when they were small because they didn't get it, right? <laughs> yeah. We do for them until that's, they can do for themselves. That's that, you know, that's a good analogy. So we saw in the movie, you were on the border, I, I think of Arizona, and it was like this broken down barbed wire fence and you didn't step on it, but you all, like right here is Mexico. It's very, there's nothing keeping um, these horrible people or these kids getting sex trafficked and sold across the border. Yeah. Nothing's keeping them. So we d we're not even close to having the wall that Donald Trump, you know, wanted to put up. And that would be a huge uh, problem for people trying to traffic over if we could build the wall. Yeah. I mean, he, he got quite a bit uh, built, but I understand they've halted that and they even want to tear it down. I but, think the uh, states should should put it up themselves. We in Texas are responsible for our border. We don't we or we do it and, and send the federal government a bill or something, I guess. But we need to stop the sex trafficking right underneath our noses. It's it's not plausible that any country on the face of the planet Earth not have control of their borders and not know who comes in. Mm -hmm. And right now border. it's just open. I think it's they're, they're just we're going to get all comers. So we're going to get Al Qaeda, ISIS. We're going to get Chinese military, we're going to get harshly diseased people that with mm -hmm. uh, God only knows what kind of diseases. We're going to get all comers. And the gangs. what is Gang the members. I mean, everything. So if you don't have control, then you don't know who's coming. And you can't weed out those who you absolutely can't afford to have come in your country. So it's not a matter of pro or anti-immigration, it's a matter of being proactive and understanding and having control of who does come in. There's a righteous way to, to migrate. What is your advice for everyday people to have, I mean, they're not going to go out with guns and, and, and go do the surveillance and things that you do, but how can the normal person help with this? What do we look for what are signs that we could see that, you know what, this could be a possible problem. We need to call the police instead of just turning a blind eye. Around major events like Super Bowl, Formula One racing, these kinds of events where you've got large groups of, of men primarily, somebody's going to cater to those men and then they may want all kinds of things and they're all different. And hookers and blow, you know, sometimes and sometimes children. So at Airbnb houses, hotels, you see children being moved in and out around these events that don't look like they're with their parents. They don't look happy or well cared for. I just start paying more attention. Maybe start taking some pictures and video and, and recording some license plates and, mm -hmm. and, and probing and asking a few questions. No, you know, we don't Who have do to we be contact? ugly. Uh, well, Homeland Security investigations are the ones that are really doing a lot of great work. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Marshal Service has been crushing it. I think they've probably been making more arrests and rescues on child sex trafficking than anybody. We'll put that info um, on a link underneath our show. You have to go see Contraland. You have to wake up. This is the only way that we're going to stop this is if we all work together. We have, One person can't do it. You're amazing. But one person can't do it. He needs the help of all of us. And if you want more information, please go to ContraLandMovie.com. Yes, ma'am. Is the name of the website. And do you have any other information you'd like to shoot out? It's there. We've also got a main website that is VetsForChildRescue.org. Mm -hmm. And there's a drop-down list uh, where you can find your elected officials and write them and let them know what you want. 
and there's a, a list How do we of contribute? How do we contribute to this cause? Like maybe we, we can't get out there or we feel like we really want to be involved. Money always helps. This, none of this stuff is free. How do we contribute? Uh, well, we're a 501c3, so there's a secure donate button right on our website and on the Contraland website as well. And we've got merchandise, so you can help raise awareness that yes. way and contribute simultaneously. So the, the merch is a great option. We'll put those links underneath as well. And there's a list of empowering app or, or empowering list of apps that are problematic for the children that that you can see and find on our oh, website. Oh yeah, please go check that out. That's important. Other resources on the and connections on the website. So it's a good one-stop shop there. Thank you so much for everything. Everything you did even before this is pretty amazing. And I know you hear this a lot and you're very humble. You're a great person. You're an amazing person and inspiring. Thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for watching the show today. Please tune in next week as we have another amazing guest. And if you want more information, please visit us at couragetostand.com. Thank you for having the courage to stand.